G'day, g'day. Great to have your company. Welcome to the EFTM podcast. If this is your first time listening, well, wonderful. Thank you for joining me. Uh, if you're listening via searching for EFTM, we appreciate you coming along. If you're listening in the Two Blokes Talking Tech feed, welcome. This is my own show that I do on my own, and I take your calls about any tech questions or buying advice you've got, and you can be, get involved. Um, the show's quite light on without you, uh, so you can get involved by going to the website EFTM.com and just click on Ask Trev up the top. Um, and every, mainly on Tuesdays, but every couple of weeks it might change. Like next week, for example, my son's playing baseball. I'm going to go and watch him, so we might record on Wednesday. Bottom line, though, every time we do the show, I jump on the phone and call the people who've got in touch via email and try and get as many people on as I can. Um, not everyone has time or availability to speak when I want to speak, but it is what it is, um, and it's always great talking to people about what they're buying, what they're looking to buy, what their problems are with tech, and you know, it helps me. It helps me understand what's happening out there. It helps me understand what the demand is out there for different things, different products, different services, different everything, different brands. And um, yeah, that's why I love. That's why I love doing this show. That's why I love this very thing that I'm doing. I was looking at the diary. It is 15 years next Wednesday since I did my very first radio show in 2007. So people say to me, when did you get into this? 15 years ago. <laughs> I've been doing this, um, which is really weird. It's quite remarkable, given that I've been doing Two Blokes Talking Tech for nearly 12 years, 11 and a half years. So t- time stretches out. You know, that, that period of time before Two Blokes Talking Tech seemed so long back then, but now it's uh, the smallest part of the whole thing. So there you go. It is what it is. Uh, this uh, this episode of the show, we've got a bunch of calls, as always, buying advice on TVs and Robot vacuums. Plus, we're going to talk stress. Everyone just breathe for a minute. It actually does feel better. Is that weird that I only just realized that? That it actually does help? Anyway, we're going to talk to Susie Felber from Withings, um, who is getting up at an ungodly hour in America. And I've just checked her Twitter feed. She's got COVID. And I feel horrible that we're still doing the interview but she's she absolutely said it had to happen because she she'd cancelled on me a couple of times and that did absolutely no skin off my nose whatsoever um i just hope she's feeling okay and and certainly gets better real soon so i'm going to talk to Susie about wellness um about stress because it was stress awareness month last month and there's mother's day this week there's a lot going on and the the withings products i'm telling you they are sleepers in the world of tech whether or not you talk about the smartwatches, but honestly, they're great. But a lot of people want something much smarter or fancier. But a lot of people want something simple. But, you know, uh, I've got the scales. I've got the thing that goes on my bed and tells me whether I'm snoring or I've got sleep, sleep apnea. Uh, we've got a thermometer thing. I've got the um, blood pressure thing, but I don't use that because I'm not aware that I have blood pressure issues. Um, but, yeah, such an amazing product. I, I've seen this company at CES for literally 11 years. And 11 years ago, it looked amazing. And it still, to me, is uh, awesome technology, awesome product to be able to have in the palm of your hand. So all of that uh, and more coming up on the EFTM podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, Let's crack on with calls here on the EFTM podcast. Steve's on the line. G'day, mate. How are you doing? 
I'm well, mate. How are you? Good, mate. What can I do for you? Um, got a bit of a gripe with Foxtel. Um, got the iTunes floor box, and I was when I got it, I was on the understanding that um, if you set up a recording and that recording runs overtime, the box should be smart enough to know that. Um, but I missed out on the end of an AFL game on the weekend, right. um, and most of a supercars race as well. So it's a bit of a pain. So have you looked at any of the settings there? Because I I got to say, it's been a while since I've done standard recording on the Foxtel box, but there is a setting yep. um, for extending the, the end time. Yeah, correct, which I had that on the supercars, but um, it was the, the race was held up for an hour in the middle because of an accident. Uh-huh. I did have extend 30 minutes on, and it still missed it by, another, oh, I'm guessing, 35 laps of the race. Oh, no! Um, so even, so you AFL do have the extension, match. but... But yep. um, but because it went so long, you lost it all. Yep. Yeah, correct. And uh, it happens on the F1s a lot too, particularly if it's raining or, or accidents there. But I just thought with the IQ 4 box, I might be making it up, but I thought there was a, a smart feature that um, it knows if something's running overtime and will actually extend it. Um, look, it should be that the EPG, the Electronic Program Guide, is updated and that might be what you're thinking about, but I, I wonder whether, so for example, the F1 would be a great example. There's no way there's someone sitting there updating the EPG at 1am in the morning just because it's yeah. a rain delay. Plus, what end time do they put in? Like, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, true. So I think I think the difference might be, and I'm happy to be stand corrected here, but back in the day, if you hit record this week on something that's in two weeks, then that was fixed and you had your variable time start and finish. But the, yep. the only thing that's changed is if the EPG updates between now and the start time, it will adjust based on any updates. Um, yeah, right. But I don't think it's intelligent enough to happen while it's going. So once the recording has started, I yep. don't think there's any way of saying, let's go back a step and you know, let's let's extend <laughs> this out. And unfortunately, with mate, that's where live sport's the worst thing. Um, how? What else do you use Foxtel for? Like what else do you watch on Foxtel? Um, oh, quite a lot, actually. Like, okay. A lot of drama series. My wife watches. We watch Gogglebox, I know, which is on free-to-wear the next day. But um, no, we do quite a lot. And it's um, you're right, the EPG, if you get odd finishing times of a show, it's you know going to finish at 8.43, then they know exactly how long that show goes for. Mm. But as I said, I just thought there was some way that they would understand, particularly if it's they're paying for the rights to these shows, that um, it might, it might yeah. keep recording. Any idea what, what you're paying a month for Foxhill? Uh, hundred and fifteen, I think, somewhere there, give or take. So my only advice is that you and the wife sit down and go, have a look at binge and KO. Reason yeah. being, KO, for example, you'll never have this problem. Uh, yeah. it's not it. You know, it kind of records because it's just keeping it for later. So my son can get up at six a.m. in the morning and watch the race, guaranteed. Uh, if the race started yeah, right. at five thirty a.m., he can choose to start it from live or start it from the start. So it's just, mate, KO is better in that sense and solves the problem that you're talking of. And, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, can Foxtel, but $115 a month, it's $15 a month for Binge and $25 a month for for KO. KO. Sign up to a free trial of each. And worst case scenario, you need to buy like a Google Chromecast, a Chromecast with Google TV for your... I've got to let it. Yep, yep. Well, mate... You might just blow your mind how much you can save yeah, you might be right, actually. by going binge and KO. Sign up for the KO yep. trial so that this weekend, just have a look at how it works with watching an AFL game after the game has started. You'll see this from live or you know from start button and things like that. 
Very yep. cool. I will do that. Oh, yeah, as you say, it's probably something that I could save some bucks on and uh, not have the same frustrations. Exactly. All right, Steve, good luck, my friend. Good on you, mate. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, mate. No worries at all. Um, you know, the th- I feel like all I'm doing is telling people not to get Foxtel. I'm cool. If you've got Foxtel and it's worth it, good. But I'm all about looking at what you need, what you use, and what you want, and determining where the best scenario lies. Because I think in a lot of cases, it actually may be that you save so much money. And that opens up a whole new realm of possibilities, doesn't it? Anyway, uh, if, if your views differ or you have another uh, opinion or, or a solution for, for uh, Steve or any other listener, you can go to the website EFTM.com. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM. Uh, I want to give you a little update because we are more than halfway through the election campaign and we haven't spoken to a politician yet. Um, This is fun. This is interesting. And look, I'm not playing a game where I'm trying to be someone I'm not. I'm just actually actually playing down the game because I'm interested in how much they care. Um, So there's four politicians I'm interested in speaking to. Four politicians. Um, Michelle Rowland, who is the opposition communication spokesman, Um, Paul Fletcher, who is the government minister for communications, Uh, Angus Taylor, who is the government energy minister, so electric vehicle policy, and Chris Bowen, who is the shadow energy minister. Um, Paul Fletcher's team, I think we're locked in an interview for next week. It feels like at the very, like two days after I said it here with Bayhad, uh, Jafari, who I interviewed oh, about electric vehicles. I think Paul Fletcher's team locked that in very quick. Um, in fact, you know what? Full disclosure, I'll tell you. Interview request, Paul Fletcher. Uh, 17th of April. There you go. <clears throat> 17th of April, um, they replied to me and locked in a day. Uh, and today we reconfirmed that and shifted the time a little bit because I'm going to my son's a baseball, so I didn't want to miss it. <clears throat> um the others spent a little bit of time tracking down contacts for. It's not like, you know, you just ring them. Um, but I, th- I would say it's been a couple of weeks since my first messages, text messages to them. They're media people I'm talking about. Um, out of which I got no response. And then, actually I can tell you now, it was the 12th of April when I sent a text message to the other three People, so um, Angus Taylor, Michelle Rowland, and Chris Bowen's media people. Uh, so that was well over two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Uh, I got no response. And so last week I sent a follow-up saying, I'm just asking for your email address because I wanted to email a, an actual request. Um, they all came back to me at that point. So that means last Thursday I sent all of them an email. Uh, I've not heard a peep. Uh, and this morning I replied again saying, have we got any follow-up on this? Because it was this week I wanted to record these interviews. Um, I've not heard from Michelle Rowland's office. I've not heard from Chris Bowen's office. I did hear from Angus Taylor's office, and I, I will say he's had a, a death in the family, and they're organising the funeral, and he would get back to me after that was done. Absolutely, totally understand, and I express my sympathies to, the, to him and his family, and I have no, no problems there at all. In reality, it's the opposition I want to speak to. I want to know what's going to happen if things change. 
I want to know why I should vote for them, you know, if, if they've got a better EV policy. I've, there have been policy announcements um, in the communication sense. They're vague. Um, it's a, just a big number about gigabit to homes, which is already happening, so I want to understand how it's different. Uh, and from an EV sense, it's uh, a lot of charging infrastructure from the Labor Party, not much about the car. So I want to go back to what Behard and I were talking about, about the incentives and the um, uh, emissions targets. So that's full disclosure. We haven't heard from, and pff, I don't come at these people saying I'm 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 from the right wing. I think this. I don't care. I couldn't give a rat's in this sense. I'm happy to be swayed, absolutely. And and I will. Uh, someone should remind me. Uh, I will get Ed Husick on at the very least the week before the election because I like him. He's a good man. He speaks honestly, and um, and I know he'll come on. And that's what's annoying about this. Ed Husick will come on at a heartbeat and uh, I really hope that Chris Bowen and Michelle Rowland do as well because we deserve that and I think that's my biggest challenge with this whole political process is <clears throat> we're meant to be voting for opinions and for policy and for government um, can we please analyse it can we get some detail I think that's really important from both sides um, so I feel very confident by the election you will have heard from both um, government existing current government ministers in the EV and the NBN world. I'll be very disappointed if we don't hear from the alternative on, given we've got a six-week campaign, it's not like I started yesterday. So that's the update, if you're wondering. Um, always good to do homework. Um, in turn, Bruce isn't responsible for the, for this program, um, but I'm always happy for you to call me on that and you know send me an email going, what happened to that thing you said you do or what happened to that thing we were going to hear from or whatever. I'm, call me on it because sometimes I forget, like legit forget. Uh, just it, it, the, the day flies by. So, yeah, let me know how you feel. Um, and I really do hope we get to do both those things. I'm not having a debate. I'm getting them on separately, one after the other. Um, and I also hope that I can be entirely impartial in talking to them all so that we all get a good balanced view on what the hell's going on and what's going to change for all of us. So this is the next three years of our lives here. Let me know what you think. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, phones are open. If you want to get in touch, go to the website EFTM.com. G'day, Calvin. G'day. How are you, Trevor? Good, buddy. What can I do for you? Well, I am looking to put a TV up in my bedroom. Um, I want to mount it, um, have about a 48-inch space on the wall. Um, any recommendations? So definitely not 50. Is that, is that why you're so specific about that? You've, you've, test, you've measured there to check? Yeah, I've got the tape measure out and it's only 48 inches. <laughs> Do you have a budget in mind? Um, under a grand. Okay, yeah. So we're, we're walking away from LG OLED because that would be obviously – quite beautiful at that size it'd be stunning um if you look at i know lg have the lg are actually announcing their tvs this week and interestingly they're already on the l the um (laughs) jv hi-fi website i actually might write an article about this shortly um (laughs) but but anyway um there so this is a brand new 2022 model 43 inch is uh, like 1045 so that's our benchmark because it's literally the brand spanker no, nothing, um, nothing to say there other than that. Um, yeah. Under a thousand, dude. At forty-three inches, I'll be honest. I don't think brand matters much because yeah. at forty-three inches, they all look stunning. 
because when you're yeah. packing so many, think about it this way: uh, 4K TV in a, in the space of 43 inches, it's got the same number of pixels as a 44 4K TV at 85 inches. So, I mean, this is not a you know well researched thought bubble, but the the density of the pixels is such that I think it looks good. Anything looks good at 40 odd inches, right? Um, High sense. A7G, 43-inch, 4K TV, $595. Um, really? There's actually not many 48-inch TVs on the market, um, fascinatingly enough. there's Yeah, LG have an OLED, but that's all I can see. <laughs> Everything else is 40 or 43. So I think 43 will be what you get. Honestly, if I'm buying, um, yeah. here's what I'm doing. I'm looking at the prices and I'm going, I'm going to buy the Hisense, uh, it's a 2021 model, so very good. 595 bucks, and I'm going to buy a Chromecast with Google TV. The Chrome. Yeah. Do you know what that is? I, you know, I've been gifted a Chromecast, but I've never taken but, it out of the but, pack. And what does the box look like? Does it have a remote control on the box? No. Or just a little, little, little dongle. Just a little dongle. Okay, put that on Facebook Marketplace. Go to JB's or Harvey's, whoever you buy your TV from, and buy a Chromecast with Google TV. That's that's the important difference. On the box, you'll know it's the different one because it has a little remote. Now, I've got this in my bedroom. So we've got like an old – I reckon it's 15 years old, our TV in our bedroom, Panasonic, just a – it would be 40 inches, maybe 30, I don't know, small, up on the wall. And it only has – it does have an antenna, so it does get free to wear. But HDMI 1 is the kind of standard when you turn it on. But I don't use the TV remote at all because the Google Chromecast remote has the ability to be programmed for power and volume. So you just power the TV on with the with the Google remote. You turn the volume up and down with the Google remote. And then you're in the Google operating system where you can install literally every app possible. On the Hisense itself, you'll get a few apps, but you won't get yeah. Disney Plus. Um, you won't get Paramount Plus. There's a few that are missing, right? So. Yeah, yeah. Mate, Hisense for 600 bucks plus the Google Chromecast. Get them to do your deal. Save a few dollars here and there. And you've got a cracking entertainment solution up on the wall of the bedroom. So I'll be set. And, and that's easy to mount. That'll, that's, I just buy the bracket kind of separately. Yeah, mate. I'll I'd, I'd just go to Bunnings. I'll, you know what? JB probably have mounts. But I would just quickly check Bunnings and JB to price compare. Because for a 43-inch TV, you actually don't need much. They're so light these days. You don't need one of those big wide ones you probably only need a small amount that's very easy to mount uh get one that uh, i don't know what your bedroom's like but you might want to get one that tilts and twists in case you want to yeah, maneuver it because it's going to be in the in, like in the, the corner, corner. yeah so. so you kind of tilt it out very nice perfect mate i've put bunnings also aldi sometimes have sales on the mounts yeah. um, but as long as you look at this look at the box and it says you know up to uh, it'll say up to like 60 inches or something. But, um, yeah. yeah, you don't want one that's actually too big because it'll be wider than the mount will, The bracket will be wider than TV. <laughs> yeah. and are, yeah, you, are you a DIY man or is, is that not, not, a, not a regular thing for you? Well, you know what? I have a father that is a DIY Woo-hoo! man. So. That's, yeah, he's, he's, you're going to want him around to, <laughs> to put the oh, – mate, I don't mind mucking around with a screwdriver, but for a TV – I'm getting someone else to help me put it on the wall. Those big bolts, I just never feel like I'm doing it right. So, yeah, I'm with you. Get someone else. Brilliant, brilliant. All right, mate, happy shopping. All right, thanks so much, Trevor. Cheers, buddy. Um, you know, I'm happy to I'm happy to help, but I'd prefer someone else did the actual 
holes in the wall and the bolts in the wall. I don't want that responsibility, thanks. Look, there's a bloke I've been following on TikTok for some time who is funny and he's a voiceover artist. You might have seen him. I'm going to scroll back a bit here and I'm going to find just something random here, right? So um, he does voiceover voicemails. So let's say, for example, uh, here we go, free voicemail. Let's just play this one here, right? So this is uh, Brent Allen Hagel on TikTok. The person you are trying to reach is not taking calls at this time. The person you're trying to reach is not accepting calls at this time. The person you're trying to reach is not accepting calls at this time. Okay, so he did that, right? But then he started doing people's names, like this one. You've reached the voicemail of Nicole. Nicole won the lottery and just never told anybody. So they were all slightly different, right? He came up with different things to say. Hermola can stop time just by thinking about it. I mean, these are, it's so cool, right? And I hadn't seen him for a while, but then I saw a message about an app. And I've got to tell you, you're going to love this app. It's called Epic Voice. Now, I'll be honest, it's a bit buggy. It's not perfect, but holy crap, it's, it's very well done. Now, he does not have every single name but you just tweet him, TikTok him or tweet him or something and he will take the suggestion and put it in because it's obviously very simple to do. But let me give you this example. I type my name, Trevor. And then it says, hello, Trevor, why can't you answer? And there are uh, 16 or 12 different um, options for why can't I answer. One of the categories is epic, okay? And it says, um, is wrestling 12 polar bears, is traveling the Wild West, is the next superhero, is riding a T-Rex, right? So let's find something simple here, something silly. Um, uh, here we go. Trevor, Long is, Trevor is arm wrestling Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Next. Now, message choices. Um, what is the message that you want to leave? So it could be whatever, brah, text instead, Professional ending, name and number, etc. Now, I'm going to choose um, and will not respond until their coffee cup is empty. Okay, so I've just pressed those while we're doing this. Now, what's happened is it now says review audio. There's a play button and a waveform, and I can press play. Maybe not. I'm going to hit approve. Oh, I've got to, I've got to hit approve. Sorry. Um, it's exporting exporting my um, my audio. I believe it does give me the option to play it earlier. Cause I've, so what I've done is for free, there must be some sort of watermark. But I I paid, I don't know, 20 bucks and for a bunch of coins, you know, which is like an internal currency, and uh, was able to export the, the files. So now they are in my file system. Trevor is arm wrestling Dwayne The Rock Johnson and will not respond until their coffee cup is empty. <laughs> Like, that's fun, right? So let's go back and, and make this – because I actually do want this. I want this so bad. Um, so there's so much you can do here. <laughs> Professions. Um, requests. So he's put in a bunch of things that people have just request. Um, this is a good one. 
It's debating on making G.I. Jane something. Uh, uh, da, 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 da. There's so many options, seriously. Um, uh, oh, here we go. He's parking dreams in driveways. How's that? Uh, text instead is what I wanted to say. So, uh, let's see. Trevor is parking dreams in driveways and can't take your call. Do not leave a voice message. Send a text instead. So that's got a watermark on it. So if I hit approve and then <clears throat> download it to my phone because I've paid the 100 coins, um, I can hit download and it will actually download a file to my phone. I can hit play. Trevor is parking dreams in driveways and can't take your call. Do not leave a voice message. Send a text instead. Love it. I mean, it's just so good. Now, on an Android phone, there's probably a really easy way to do it. On an iPhone, not so easy to actually import it into the phone. Um, fortunately, I have multiple phones, so I can essentially put it on another phone. So you might airdrop it to your wife's phone, and then you could play it on on loud while you're recording your greeting on your iPhone. So completely easy to do. I'm going to try and do that later today. It's called Epic Voice. It's As I said, it's like it's a bit buggy, the app. He's got a bit of work to do on that, but I think for a first cut, it's phenomenal. Um and really well worth a look just for a bit of fun like that. So uh, the the coin options are quite low. You don't have to spend a lot of money, and you can just get you know one and uh, and make it happen. So have a play around with that one, folks, uh, and uh, enjoy your epic voicemails. Um, I look forward to hearing some maybe. Uh, anyway, download it now on um, – I don't know if it's on Android. It might only be on iOS. I don't know. Check it out. Epic voice. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, stress is a big factor in my life. I don't know whether it's easy to always determine what it is that's causing the stress, but uh, it's amazing how I think every technology company has acknowledged the level of stress in our lives, whether it's because of technology or whether it's because of how busy our lives are. And there's all these kind of methods and there's apps and there's there's gadgets that will help you kind of help manage that. And um, it was actually, I think, Stress Awareness Month last last month and we were, we were hoping to have this conversation as a part of that and I think it's still relevant every single day of the year so it doesn't really matter. Uh, joining me to talk about stress uh, and how gadgets can help us with that is Susie Felber from Withings. And Susie's on the line. G'day, Susie. How are you? Hello, good day to you. I'm okay, but I uh, feeling a little stressed and sound a little bit nasal because I finally got COVID. It's, um, it's a weird thing to say, isn't it? Finally got COVID. Um, I'm yet to get there, but I feel like that's exactly what I'll say because it's inevitable, yeah. isn't it? Uh, yeah, avoided it for more than two years. I'm vaccinated and boosted, but uh, yeah, I got it. I'm doing okay. I'm just a little sick. And yes, I work for Withings and we make... We're going to talk about the scan watch and we're going to talk about stress, but uh, Withings makes a whole suite of health tracking devices. And right here I have my, you can't see it, Withings Thermo, which is a smart temporal thermometer. And it has the wrong logo on it because these things last so long, the logos change before the device dies. It's got a Withings logo, but another, uh, another time. So I'm taking my temperature right now. 
I am on Tylenol. I'm only 99.6. That is not technically a fever. And then I just assign it to my name. It's and very boom. hot I mean, for us here. I mean, the 30, 37s, you know, where we try to be, but Fahrenheit and Celsius, we get that. Do Sorry. you know that device? You, you can set it to Celsius. You of course. Can. My family has one of those devices, Susie. And my wife, I will admit, hates technology. Um, not a big fan of all the gadgets I bring home. Not many of them get to stay at home. But the other week, because we're all in this stage of, you know, if someone's got a sniffle, we take the temperature and check. Um, we, we travel, we had a holiday, and um, my daughter didn't feel well. And we said, we better take a temperature. Did you bring a thermometer? Do you know what my, my wife brought? The Withings Thermo. So she brought nice. with her the one gadget I've never seen her use, and there she was scanning their head. And all I've got to teach her to do now is swipe through the profile so that she can register those temperatures against the kids' names. Because it's a, it's a phenomenal thing, isn't it, in healthcare sense, data. Absolutely. You've now got data of every well, time you register your temperature on a, on a chart. So I have a family as well, and that's why it's one of my favourite products. If you're caring for a sick kid at night, um, you're so stressed out, maybe you're cleaning up vomit, Okay, you're probably cleaning up vomit, but you you can't remember when the doctor asks you what was the yeah. fever, when did it happen, and you kind of don't have to because the thermometer and the app will remember for you. So for me, that relieves my stress. And I think the 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 data component of what Withings does, if you enter the ecosystem in full, so we've got scales at home. Um, I've shall I say restarted my weight loss journey uh, only yesterday, and so I jump on the scales tells me what I weigh, but it also tells me, you know, in a chart, tells me where they're up, up or down. And that data, Susie, I have going back, I think, nearly 10 years. And it's phenomenal to see, you know, the ebbs and flows. So you've got data on your weight, you've got data on your body mass, you've got data on your temperature. And now we progress to a wearables world where through something like the Withing Scan Watch, you can have a phenomenal amount of data, not just for you to be a data nerd about, but to understand where your health and fitness really sits. Yeah, absolutely. And I love my scale. I mean, during the, we have data that shows that forgetting about what you eat, people who step on the scale regularly, if they have a weight loss goal, lose more weight. Wow. It just kind of, I know that when I'm in scale avoidance mode, it just goes way up. And you know when you're in that mode, right? Yeah, Were you yeah. in that mode until yep. yesterday? For the, for the last kind of eight months, yeah. And, um, well, the scales told me so when I got back on them <laughs> because the newer version, I've had two sets, the newer version tells me the plus or minus from last time. And it's a... It's it's a good feeling in the in the down downward trend, but it's a it's not a great feeling in the upward trend. But these yeah. things all contribute to to our stress, and I I'm fascinated by your insights into the way people are util, utilizing things like the scan watch to understand their stress, let alone take a break from from things and try and manage their stress. Yeah. Sure. So it, not only was it stress month, but it's right now Australian Heart Week. I think it started wow. May 2nd. You guys live in the future, um, uh, uh, a day ahead of me. But uh, it's right now Australian Heart Month and uh, Heart Week. And we know that um, stress contributes to high blood pressure. Mm. And we know from data that people who are more active feel less stress. Um, so the scan watch, it's a watch that gives you heart rate, uh, on demand ECG, 
and SpO2, blood oxygen. But beyond that, it also has many other bells and whistles, including a breathe feature. So you can practice cardiac coherence where you the watch kind of guides you in how many breaths you're going to take per minute. And it's been shown that if you you know, do this concentrated breathing, controlled breathing, you can lower your heart rate over time. And so what do you see from people who have that feature? And I mean, it's been around on, on different brands of watches. And a lot, I think a lot of the time we go, hey, go away. We kind of tell it to stop bugging me. But at what point do people realize that it's a, an actually a very valuable tool in their, in their healthcare arsenal? So as for the breathe feature, I'm not sure. The watch will never nudge you to say, okay, now, you know, start doing your breathing. Right. That would be highly annoying. However, it does, you know, uh, it does remind you to move just by the fact you're looking at a beautiful watch that yeah. has an activity dial um, along. It's very subtle. You don't look like a cyborg wearing it. But just by looking at the dial, you know how active you've been for the day. It's actually – so we've, we've got stress month last month. We've got the heart week this week, and we've got Mother's Day on the weekend. And I was – I'm actually doing a segment on the Today Show tomorrow, and I'm going to include the, the Withings watch because I feel like the great thing that the Scam watch and the, I think it was called the Steel before that, if that's still a product mm-hmm. – um, is it still just looks like a normal watch and a beautiful watch uh, in either black or rose gold. And I think that's what makes it appealing to a lot of the audience, isn't it? That it's it's just a watch, but it has it all is. this I other mean, stuff. It's a real watch, and the scan watch is covered with – we still have steel HR, but moving up a level, the scan watch is the newest um, you know, wearable from Withings. It is covered in sapphire glass. Um, which is basically scratch proof. And it's also water resistant to 50 meters, which means that, um, you know, the, my favorite thing is to swim and I track my swimming with it. Um, you can snorkel with it. You just can't go deep sea diving. But other than that, you shower with it, you swim with it, you snorkel with it. It goes kind of with your life. And it's not, if you want to forget about the metrics, you can just appreciate a beautiful watch. However, it will automatically track running, swimming, walking, uh, sleeping. Sleep is really important uh, for heart health. It's been, you know, correlated that, you know, bad sleep is going to impact your heart health in a negative way. So, um, yeah, all of these things kind of work together to inspire you to, to move more, to sleep better, to look at your heart and so do you think those are the, the metrics, those are the three most important metrics you would get from, from a scam watch as a scam watch owner? Like you're talking about, I think it's another Withings product, uh, the, the one that goes under my mattress. Um, it gives me data on whether or not i am got sleep apnea for crying out loud. But sleep data, heart data, and movement data, yeah. those things are not just, I guess, telling us where we're healthy, but it, it gives us a picture of our, our health. And are you saying that if we look at things, and you've got a whole bunch of stuff on the website about stress, simple tips and hints, for example, are you saying that if, if you take on board some of those tips around your, your, your stress levels, those are the metrics you look at that should improve and you should see differences in, for example, your heart rate? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, also over the pandemic, I got fit. I thought, well, this could go one way or the other. Um, you see when you get more active that your resting heart rate goes down. And not only that, the scan watch, you know, with on-demand ECG, uh, high stress levels are correlated with AFib. The ECG detects um, AFib episodes. So you can kind of keep on top of your heart, not just with heart rate and then the scan watch yeah withing sleep goes under your mattress and you set it and forget it but the scan watch also has something uh where it does a respiratory scan while you sleep uh just about once a month you can do it more often but it while you sleep all night long will detect um your spo2 your movement and your heart rate and with the algorithm this will uh you know, kind of detect breathing disturbances, which are correlated with sleep apnea. So you're getting that as well, beyond the regular light and deep sleep and all your wake-ups, which are, um, you know, important things to have in your arsenal. When you go to your doctor, you can just share, a, you know, a sleep report with your doctor um, so that they can help you. It, it, how how has the medical profession embraced this kind of stuff? Because I feel like originally when even heart rate tracking started, it was kind of shunned by by your local doctor. They'd be like, yeah, mate, listen, just I'll, I'll take your heart rate. Thanks. I'll, I'll understand that. Is it getting to a point now where you feel like we're getting a better understanding um, by the medical profession about um, the importance of this data and how it can be used by them and, and that they can trust it? I, I think so. Look, I'm not a doctor. However, we've all seen, you know, Withings believed in helping people um, take control of their own health. Then with the pandemic, you know, telemedicine has really shot ahead. And so having, you know, patients who have this data are, uh, it's very valuable to share with their doctor. And I, and I think the doctors appreciate it now. We make a blood pressure cuff. You, you can send a blood pressure report to your doctor. The products don't diagnose you, but they really give your doctor a blueprint as to, you know, uh, what you're experiencing. We know that white coat syndrome is a thing. We know we feel, here it is again, stress when we go to the doctor mm. and they sit you down and they immediately take your blood pressure. And really, if you want to get a better sense of what is your heart rate, what is your blood pressure, you need to be doing it at home. And I think the doctor's appreciate that. And the American Heart Association recommends uh, monitoring with an at-home device. Wow. You know? And I think, uh, well, my challenge around the, the doctor adoption or the doctor acceptance of this stuff is, um, like, and I think it's probably more a male problem than anything else too, uh, or more male than, than female, but, you know, we don't go to the doctor. I just, you know, unless I'm really sick, I ain't going to the doctor. Um, I, I, I've told this story before to, to my audience, but I went to the doctor... Uh, I'm going to say a year ago, and for no reason. I just went, you know what? She said, what can I do? I went, I don't know. I just, what should we do? You know, I'm this old. And she said, well, let's, you know, height, weight, everything. And she goes, you're overweight. And I said, listen, I've lost 15 kilos. Uh, and she goes, yes, but you need to lose more. And I just, at that point, uh, I was I was kind of brought down. I was like, oh, I, don't, I don't want to be here. I wanted to hand over to her my Withings data and say, listen, look at the journey I've been on. But it was, I guess it was this real... Um, 
uh, separation between her acceptance of my journey and, and the data that I have and just this one-shot picture that she had. And it's, it, it literally changed my, my mentality and actually caused me to go the other way. So I'm fascinated by the fact that, you know, I actually think in Australia we've got a much greater journey to go on. Um, I've seen a lot of product launches where uh, American um, medical associations uh, essentially adopt and accept these things, and I think it's brilliant. And I hope that we get a bit more of that over here because I think the stress levels that people have in modern society, I was just watching a video about how we – we, we see too much news. You know, there's, we see news about something that happens in Kansas for us and it's like, nothing we can do about that. It doesn't affect me. But we're, we're lumped with all this information in our lives. We live such a connected 24-7 life. Every now and then it's probably really useful to look at your watch and understand, you know, where are you at with your resting heart rate? Because it's the resting heart rate and, and its average over the course of time is probably the best measure of where you're at stress-wise. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we, uh, we also have a scale that gives you heart health metrics. I don't know if you've tried the body cardio, but you can stand on that and you get your standing heart rate, but you also get your vascular age, which is based on pulse wave velocity. So you Jesus, the things are, the one I've got just tells me, um, tells me how heavy my bones are or something. I'm like, I don't need to know what percentage of my bones is. I'm not sure I want more information. Even tells me the weather in the morning. <laughs> Don't you like the weather? I mean, the weather, the weather I'm good is with. My favorite part. Whether you're up or down, it's really nice that you get a localized daily forecast and you can be like, it's going to be a sunny day. So I gained a pound. Okay. And I think the, the, the other thing I'd say is the, the, I guess you call it the dashboard, the Withings dashboard, whether you've got one device or, or multiple as I do, really does give you a snapshot of where you're at on any given day because you can look at a whole range of things from steps to sleep to body temp to weight. There's just so much data there, which in a Dr. Google kind of world is somewhat bad, but in a just a green light, red light, which is the way you do it, it's just, you know what, you need to look at this day and you need to take a better look at this data because we're here to help. That's that's your yeah. approach. Yeah, or following your family. And, you know, I don't know if you ever used – I was just at an event the other night um, where I was telling someone who's owned our scale for years and loves it. They were like, I wish I had a way to weigh my cat. And I'm like, have you tried baby mode? (laughs) It's fantastic. I do use baby mode for my dog now that my kids are too big to pick up. You step on the scale, you step off the scale, then you step back on the scale with the baby, whether it has fur or not, in your arms. And a little baby icon uh, shows up on the scale and you – it tracks to their profile. Wow. So my dog has a profile in the app. Yes, he does. That's awesome. Well, as I said, I've got data going back to 2010 on my Withings scale. Uh, and the okay, graph you is... You were a mega early adopter, but we have lots of people like that. I mean, I just did a success story with a lady who is a retiree from IBM, uh, now is retired, but she has 10 years of data and she had this amazing, you know, health journey of ups and downs, but mm. she continued to track. Um, so, yeah, that's impressive. Respect. Uh, let's let's just hope I can create the down again in the next uh, in the next six months, uh, and hopefully my uh, my resting heart rate just just becomes a little bit more um, relaxing because stress can be a painful thing in life. (laughs) Get the scan watch, look super fly, get it at JB, hi-fi, look super fly and be inspired to move more. And no one needs to know your tracking activity. No one needs to know you're on a weight loss journey. Just get out there. 
Good on you. That's great advice, Susie. I really appreciate your time. And uh, I, I do appreciate the time of day that you've done this and also that you're feeling unwell. And I hope you get a, a whole bunch of rest and that COVID doesn't hit you too hard. No problem. Feeling better already. Thank you so much. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM. Taking your calls, tech questions, buying advice, whatever it is. Antonio's on the line. G'day, mate. G'day, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, real good. What can I do for you? Uh, time for a robot vacuum, I think. It's Ooh, uh, yeah. one of those things that we just need on the... Um, just to just to minimise a bit of the housework. Yeah, no, nice. What's what has your wife played a big role in this uh, transition, or have you been pushing for it? No, we both no, we both because we've got um, two little girls and it's pretty full on house. So um, I think whilst we're away, it'd be just it'll just minimise the time that we spend having to pull out the big vacuum and nice. do it on a regular basis. You know, I'm you know, really really excited about what you just said. Minimise. Minimise, yeah. Because I think it's really important to say it's not going to stop the use of the vacuum. No, there are absolutely always not. times, especially if your wife's anything like mine, there's always times where you've got to, you've got to actually go through and you've got to hit some spots and give it a thorough go. They've gotten better every year, and I'm telling you, we're doing it less and less and less, but yep. it's quite remarkable. What sort of floor do you have? Do you have hard floors, Timber. carpet, everything? Timber. Timber floors. And so how do you mop that at the moment? How do you clean it? Uh, we use pretty just a just a light soap actually because they've um, we've just had them coated and it's uh, with a, a water base so we yeah. can't put too strong hard chemicals on it. Nice. So we and just put a bit of um, yeah a bit of soap and, and water pretty much. And just on one of those uh, weird modern day mops, you know the the ones. No, that yeah, are... we do. Yeah, the squeegee style mops. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's kind of weird, isn't it? When we were kids, a mop was this big thing you threw in a bucket and. Yeah. Just throw some water down, and now it's like putting a tea towel on the bottom of a shovel, and you're exactly just right. you know wiping it around. So the great news is you can also do that. You know the mopping and vacuuming, which has been the game changer for us. My my oh, wife yeah. again, she's the benchmark. We 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 might vacuum, <laughs> we might do things, but then we'd still be scrubbing the floors with that you know squeegee mop every weekend. Nowadays, yeah, just to give it, yeah. I don't remember True. the last time we brought that out, honestly. But, oh, really? <laughs> mate, my wife will now, if I'm, where was I last week? I was at Phoenix, I think, and, and my wife texts me because, oh, she has Wednesdays off work and so she might, you know, do some cleaning or something and she'll put all the chairs up on the table to do a thorough clean and she'll say, can you send the vacuum off? I'm like, you know, you can have the app yourself, but anyway, and I'll send it on its <laughs> way and it'll do its job and that's it. It's vacuumed, it's mopped, it's done everything. So have you had a think about budget? Oh yeah, look, there's quite a quite a broad range actually. Yeah. I mean, look, you've got you've got your top of the lines at two and a half. I think yep, they are the new it. one that's just come out. And there's, um, I want something that's sort of not ridiculously expensive, but nor do I want something that's going to be the, the the bottom of the range. Like something that I think is um, that does a good job yep. and basically um, affordable and reliable. So I think then there's there's a kind of simple way to look at it. There's the eco, and I'm always going to talk about Ecovacs because I've used all their products. I, I can't speak specifically for any others, but obviously they all do share similar, you know, I guess features. Um, so Ecovacs have a product called the T9 or, or is it the N8? Both of them very similar um, that does the mopping. But I really do want you to look for the one with the pro mopping. So okay. the difference between pro mopping and every other vacuum that you'll see is the mopping pad on the bottom of all, the, even the $500 ones, it's really just a, a moist pad with a water reservoir that, you know, just drips water onto the pad so that it's continually moist. It's really just dragging that behind itself, okay? Okay. That, in, that, that was us three years ago. Okay. Uh, we were still mopping the floors every weekend. But okay. since we went to the pro mopping, which on the Ecovacs means 
the pad still sits on the bottom, but it essentially sits like even lower. So it sits literally on ground level and it, it gyrates, it moves. Okay. Big difference. Okay. Like it's, it's, okay. it's doing a bit of a, bit of a rub. It's scrubbing the floor, you know, mm-hmm. the, there is, so the, t- you, you're right. The X1 Omni is the best of the thing. It's unbelievable. Two and a half grand, crazy money. And I, I wouldn't make it my first vacuum. I, I really wouldn't. I think you'll get that in two years. Once you, once you upgrade, if you okay. look at the Dbot T9 Plus, that's twelve hundred, so more than half yep. the price. But the thing it does have is that auto empty station, so okay. that you can send this thing out every day at work while the kids are at school, whatever's happening, and it'll just vacuum, and then it'll come back and it'll suck all the debris out of the vacuum, so it's ready to go the next day. The difference we- is you do need to you do need to top up the water, and you need to change that mopping pad on a regular basis because it's essentially a dirty pad once it comes back to base. But you can take the mopping thing out and you only do that every couple of days if you wanted to. You know, Before you go to work in the morning, decide what it's going to do and, and send it off that way. Okay, so you have to either choose vacuum or mopping, one or the other. Correct. Normally. Now, in, in your sense, you've got only got hard floors? Yes. So what we do, we're always mopping. Like, okay. I mop every time. Every time I send it out, I put a clean pad on the bottom and I make sure it's full of water. Now, I've got the new one. I've got the X1 Omni, so I don't even need to do that anymore. It just fills itself up and cleans the pads itself. It's phenomenal. Okay. I can't even begin to tell you. But, yeah, it's it's you can just take the mopping reservoir out and it'll just go away and vacuum. It, it, it knows. It knows whether it's got its its bum in place, essentially. Whether you've stuck this thing in the back, um, okay. it'll know to mop. Um, and if it's not there, it'll just go and vacuum. Um, okay, cool. But, you know, you've got the choice. The the next one down, at, I wouldn't go any lower than 800 bucks, mate. I'll be honest with you. Okay. Eight hundred bucks is going to get you the Dbot N8, which is going to do pretty pretty good everything. I don't think it has the pro mopping, but that's where I'm saying that's my minimum. I wouldn't go any less than that in terms of its quality, its ability, and mate, you got a single story house or a two story? Single story, it's just pretty Perfect. simple. It's just a, right. yeah, it's just an easy home. The best thing in the world, and the other advice I'll give you is the first time you use it is is the biggest challenge you'll ever have. So okay. take everything off the floor, all the chairs, put them up on the table. Um, if the kids have a playroom where it's always going to be messy, just put a barricade up. I just lie okay. chairs down and I, I put a physical barricade up because what, yeah. the, what the vacuum does is it just goes randomly looking for holes. So it will go through every door. So in our case, we've got a garage where oh, it's not going. So I shut the door of the garage, da, okay. da, 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 do all those things. And once it's done its first run round, which might take an hour, It'll come back to base, and then you've got this awesome map. And at that point, okay. you can create virtual boundaries. You can say, never go through this area. You just draw a line, and it never goes there. So it never goes through my garage door, even if the door is open. It'll never okay. go through the back doors, even if they're open to let air in and stuff. And I've just marked off the kids' playroom as a big no-go zone. Not, nah, kids, that's your job on the weekend. Clean it up, vacuum it, do your thing. The vacuum okay. doesn't go in there because – even though these things can see and they can detect and they can avoid stuff, mate, a proper kid's playroom, it's not going in there. Okay. So, so let's <laughs> be very clear. They're smart. They're not that smart. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe I can get my kids to the uh, to be robots as well and stop them going into the kids' room. Could be a bit of fun. How old are they? <laughs> uh, four and a half and two. Yeah, okay. That's not going to happen. Yeah, um, you really just make sure the two-year-old doesn't sit on it, mate. You know, that could be, yeah, could be a good video, but um, yeah, it could be exactly. expensive. Yeah, no. Um, but I'd, lo- I'd love okay. to hear from you after you've had one for a little while to, to no, see definitely. what it was like. I'll for get you, it mate. sorted. Yeah, Mother's Day's around the corner, and then the kids, uh, 
want to get something, so we may figure something out. Perfect. Good on you, mate. Enjoy. See you, mate. Thank you much again. Good on you. Um, yeah, I mean, it's tough because you're talking about a lot of money. I understand that, and there are certainly vacuums cheaper. And there's different brands. I know Roborock, Eufy, all these different brands. I'm just speaking from experience, and I've never seen a Roborock or an iRobot or a Eufy. Just haven't. I think it was like probably four years ago. I remember having like 10 or 15 of them here in the office for a photo. Um, the problem with these products, and this is very honest, is these products need to live with you for some time. And so if a company's not willing to leave one with you for six months, what's the? how am I really testing it? You know, you send it out for, so the, not you know, inside baseball, but the X1 Omni, which was just released, just some videos on it. I had that for a month and a half before I did my review. Now, that's enough for me because it's a leap up from a previous model. So I already know the app. I already know its features. I already know how it works. I was looking at the incremental improvements on that product. But give me something completely different. I've got to analyze every part of the app, and you've got to find out whether it's buggy. There's a lot to do there. Um, but it's a huge market, massive market, and I've not heard too many people haven't who haven't bought a good quality one and been absolutely delighted with it. Thank you for listening. Got a question? Uh, you got a tech problem? Get in touch. Go to the website eftm.com. That's what Bernadette did. G'day, Bernadette. How are you today? Very well. What can I do for you? Um, I'm looking at upgrading my mobile phone at the moment. I've got a Galaxy A31. Yep. Um, it's on 4G, and I was just wondering, sort of looking at the price bracket between the 400 and 500 dollar mark, but. Mm-hmm probably with the 5G, but I don't know. I think I might have to go even during that because I want something that's got half-decent chroma that will do um, low light and night shots. Perfect. Okay. I think that's a really important thing to say because, you know, what do you think you're going to need 5G for? That not that the technology that's coming through now? That's that's the way we've got to go? It is, but it's, it's not a requirement. Do you know what I mean? Like, in terms of you buying a phone, I want you to think about what you said about the camera every step of the way because it's more important than 5G. That's, yep, that's okay. the critical thing, right? So the A32, which is the kind of this year's version of what you already have, is 449 bucks. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And honestly, great phone. Um, that's yes. not a 5G phone. But the right. camera on that is pretty darn good. Is it as good as... Certainly, the next step up, the A fifty two, is out. It's just above your price bracket at five forty nine. That's that, not too bad. That, yeah, that would have a better camera in low light, ever so slightly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, there's not the bottom line is every price bracket you go up with a with a single brand, for example, um, is is going to have a better screen and a better camera and a better process. So they just tweak. Those things just go up and up and up. That's that's essentially how they make them more expensive. They add better features. Um, okay. I think that um, we should think, though, I'm looking at um, the JB Hi-Fi website, for example. The 32 and the 52 are last year's model. You've got one from two years ago. About two years ago, yeah. yeah. So I'm probably, I'll probably look at last year's model just so I'm not going because this year's models are just – Way out of my price bracket. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, but you know it is an investment. Um, and it is. It is that that feature set. Uh, there's a there's a website I want you to check out, but I'm I'm guessing they don't bloody check the cheaper phones. Uh, it's called DxO Mark. Um, DxO and then the then the yeah. word Mark. Um, I'm going to just quickly check here. Samsung A. What did we say? Let's say thirty two. 
Um, what they do is they do amazing tests. No, nothing found. Amazing camera tests. Just stunning. They do the same test on every phone. It's it's almost clinical, right? And they rank okay. them on that. And low light is one of those things. The yep. problem with these these more affordable phones is, Bernadette, they don't often give them to us to play with for long. No, and they so, don't. And so, for example, I, I don't have a review that shows you how good the cameras are on those. But I can tell you that, for example, I played with a TCL, I think it was the 20R, um, and it had a better camera than the Samsungs of the same price range. I was blown oh, away okay. by it. It was really yeah. good. So I would I would ask you to consider the Motorola in yeah. that price range, the Motorola Edge 20, and see whether or not you can find online anyone that's done a, a little bit of a photography test. Now, someone who does photography tests is going to be super narky about every little artifact in a picture. All you want to do is see someone's photo from that Motorola and hopefully from the Galaxy A52 or A, um, A32. Um, yep. But I think you're safe to stay with Samsung. But the two brands I want you to consider outside of that are Motorola and Oppo, O-double-P-O. I have heard of them. I mean, I've, heard of, I've heard of Motorola too. The Oppos, they, they are good. They make good cameras. I, I would be surprised if they weren't impressive. Um, and, you know, the, the, I think there's a brand new Oppo we wrote about only a few weeks ago. Um, you know, and that's, I think, uh, I'm going to say it's 400, like under $400. I think it's 390 something. Um, so there is always better value out there. So, yeah, the, the new one that uh, Oppo released is about 400 bucks. Seriously, you know, well worth looking at, at those kind of considerations, Oppo and others, because while Samsung do great things, don't get me wrong, um, the brand new, so here's the, here's the benchmark for you to take away. Oppo, A96, $400, $399. That's brand new. That came to market last week. So okay. honestly, that thing has a 50 megapixel camera, a five times digital zoom, Awesome fast charging. 30 minutes will get you from zero to 55. Um, I actually I actually think that might be the one at that price point. Okay, that's great. Oppo I... A96 Bernadette. Have a look at it. Right. See if you can find one in store to muck around with. Yeah. And, uh, and, yeah, see what you can do from there. All right. Thank you so much for that. Good on I you, really Bernadette. appreciate you getting back to me. No worries at all. Enjoy your day. Okay, you too. Bye. Yeah, cheers. And, uh, look, it's not easy. This is the problem with – buying things is you're looking for reviews, but there's just not reviews of everything. And even if I had all the money in the world, it would be hard to review everything. But the problem for us is there's just so much to review um, and we can only get so much done. Anyway, let me know what you think. Go to the website, EFTM.com. Let's go. It might sound crazy what I'm about to say. But Trevor Long's the world's best techie.
thank you uh, to the boys who made that. Should we make it? I should make another one. What would it be? What song would it be? But I like having the, the Mickey taken out of me. I don't mind it at all. The nerd thing, the geek thing, I don't have a problem with that at all. Bring it on. Um, anyway, bring on your emails. If you've got a tech question, go to the website eftm.com. would love to hear from you and help you with your tech questions, whatever they are. Um, that's what I'm, that's literally what I'm here to do. Like that's the whole purpose of this, this show, the whole purpose of this conversation. (laughs) So come on, make it happen. Talk to you next week.